Hello, this is Jeff from the future. This episode was recorded in 2020 as part of an original attempt at a music review podcast. The original idea was to discuss new music as it was being released, but 2020 being what it was, brought quite a few album postponements and other complications. So this series continued through 2020 and into 2021. We are now here in 2022 at the time I am recording this. So what you are about to listen to is not the Sound Judgment podcast, but an early iteration. Also, being that it was recorded more than two years ago now, some of our thoughts and opinions may have changed, considering that we are, in fact, people who are continuously trying to learn and better ourselves. Enjoy the show. Don't worry, everything is better. I, I postponed our recording session so I could go make some hot chocolate, because that was important. Alright, anyway. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas, Chris. How are you? Merry Christmas, Jeff. So, what what are we doing? I mean, other than talking about Christmas songs. Well, did I catch you off guard with that question? This this didn't seem complicated to me. I'm uh, pouring some eggnog real fast. Um, and I believe. Now hold on. It's uh, like. What? So I'm curious. What what eggnog do you have here? I have some Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog made with real dairy cream, rum, brandy, and blended whiskey. The All right, lady, that doesn't sound bad. The lady at the that liquor store assured me that it was really good. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds pretty okay to me. I spilled a little on my keyboard though, and that's you know what? Good. That's fine. Your keyboard's gonna be okay. Oh man. All right. Well, like I said, I just went and made myself some hot chocolate. Hot here. chocolate, and we're nothing, going to nothing. Oh, go ahead. I'll say nothing special. Just like a very basic, just like a Hershey's cocoa, sugar, some cinnamon, vanilla. You know, like nothing crazy. Just like a very classic hot chocolate. It's a good you time. sometimes like to put a little bit of peanut butter in it, yes? Uh, or a lot of things. I go crazy with my hot chocolate sometimes. Um, I love doing melted peanut butter, but it sucks to make. Because if you don't cook, if you don't cook peanut butter correctly, you just get this gritty mess floating around in your hot chocolate, and like no one wants that. That sucks. <laughs> so like melting down peanut butter well is a chore. Yeah, you have to get it like just right. That's the key. Yeah, and it, it's just it's just time consuming, and it's really the problem is if you're making like a large batch of peanut butter hot chocolate and you mess it up you just ruined that whole batch not that it's like undrinkable but again who wants who wants grittiness in their hot chocolate that's just mm, mm, not a good time yeah that doesn't sound that um, doesn't sound pleasant i'm really into a lot of cinnamon in hot chocolate i love like melting down like melting candy canes in your hot chocolate is 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 like the simplest thing in the world if you just get yourself a, a cup of hot, hot chocolate, just use a candy cane to stir it, and it will just, like, melt some of the candy cane into it. And that is the coolest way and, like, the most festive way to add, like, a peppermint flavor to your to your hot chocolate. It's a good time. That sounds really good. It is really good. I kind of just want 
I want to cancel the episode and just go make hot chocolate. Sorry, guys. We're actually never talking about Christmas music because I'm going to spend the rest of the night experimenting with hot chocolate. See everybody. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. So, anyways. No. Anyway, we're actually talking about Christmas songs. We're here to we're we're here to do a series of a few Christmas episodes. Uh, rather than do one long one, I figured we we talk about things as a, a few different topics. Uh, and I thought the the first thing that we would talk about is some of the classic traditional Christmas songs that we enjoy or both don't enjoy or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so we're talking about, like, just the songs themselves. We're not. We're, I'm going to try. No, I'm really bad at this. I'm going to try and not get into the specifics of uh, who sang certain songs best. That is coming That's this one we're getting at right this now. first one we just kind of want to talk about the composition of some of the traditional ones yeah some songs that just like anyone it, just being sung is is a good time um i'll say i'm assuming i have a lot more to say than this than you so why don't you get us started here well one of my favorite classic christmas songs is the classic that goes like and so i'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety two Although it's been said many times, many ways, fuck newborns and 93-year-olds. You're a disgrace. <laughs> That's, you don't like that one? <laughs> so, well, so the, okay, so the problem with that is, having previously worked in nursing homes and done quite a bit of volunteering for, you know, hospice, um, I have worked with a few individuals who noticed the age discrepancy, and they were over the age discrepancy. Oh, no. <laughs> now, mind you, no one that I remember has ever been actually, like, upset about it, but there's definitely been some jokes about, oh, well, I guess no Merry Christmas for me anymore, you know. Right. Ah, uh, awful. Um, Honestly, I feel like I am indifferent to the composition of a lot of Christmas songs. There are a handful that I, I, I hate more than I really like. Um, but there are there are three that I can easily go to as I really <coughs> love the composition of this song. And one is the Christmas song. The Christmas Chestnuts song. Chestnuts Roasting or, on Open Fire. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that one's just classic. I think that's a really great song. The other, the other, another one is Carol of the Bells, which I don't think is technically a Christmas song, but it's definitely used as one. I mean, which I, I'm pro I'll probably bring up at some point otherwise. There are a lot of songs that we use as Christmas songs that are not really Christmas songs. And there's sort of, like, different levels of what I'm going to say, like, is acceptable to me. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment, actually. And um, the other um, one, actually, I think could be argued as almost more of a New Year's song, but On Leg Sign. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, that's another one that I think is just a really, a really good song. What are some that you just general rule you hate this song? I have I have a list and I also have <laughs> um some some little notes next to all of them. Uh 12 Days of Christmas is just downright too too repetitive. After 5, I kind of like the ring of 5 golden rings. After that, that song can just go to hell. Um um all right. Little Drummer Boy, uh, Pum 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 Pum, Hot Take Maybe, but Get This Baby Talk the fuck out of here. Uh, that's not a drum beat. It's repetitive. It's annoying. And if you want a drum beat that's fit for a king, give him the intro to Painkiller.
gonna be real with you here. I have a hard time believing that baby Jesus would have been super into thrash metal. Dude, come on. He would have thrown the horns up. He would have done more than look at that little drummer boy. He would have fucking headbanged. I think that might be a little bit of a stretch considering a lot of things. Do you hear what I hear? It's slow. It's repetitive. I think that's a theme for this section. All I hear is you saying the same line 13 fucking times, and that's unlucky. You take the drummer boy, you get him out with you. Alright. <laughs> um, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. I just wrote, just awful. You know what? That's I didn't even think of that one, and I, you could actually definitely add that to my list. I didn't write it down, but that's not... Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. We wish you a Merry Christmas, which... Um, in concept, I think a lot of this song is okay, except for the fact that it's super rude to refuse to leave until you're given figgy pudding, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. You've never had figgy pudding? I've never had figgy pudding. I, you know what? I feel like we've had this conversation, because I actually keep meaning to make figgy pudding. Okay. Uh, this is not a good year to do it, because no. I can't really have, like, a lot of company. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, it's not actually any good. I, I, I kind of figured, <laughs> I mean... This first is the off, cooking show. First off, first off, I don't, I don't like figs. I mean, fig newtons are okay, but I don't really want any figs. But then you find out that there aren't even any figs in figgy pudding. Say, what no the fuck is it? It's a pudding. But also, by by pudding, you know, we're not talking like the not way like we a think good of pudding. pudding. It's like a delicious is, jello pudding. Yeah, we're not talking like a jello pudding. This is, um, I mean, kind of think of it this way, like... Stuffing at Thanksgiving, you could almost call a bread pudding by the same definition, so it's it's like that. A figgy pudding is texturally a lot more like that. Again, this is not a cooking show, though. Offensive. And then, and then, oh, Christmas tree, and I think at this point I must have had too much eggnog because I just wrote, oh, idolatry, oh, idolatry. That definitely sounds like you had too much eggnog. Oh, I love oh, Christmas tree. That's really sad. <laughs> um, I think I just don't like the fact that there's, like, two lines to it. It's going back to the repetitive thing. So, I think your problem is the fact that a lot of these songs are... They're low effort, really. really they're really old, is what they are. And, let's face it, uh, I, there's a good chance that a lot of these songs stayed popular because they're easy to be sung by groups of drunk people. Yeah. Um, so just... Uh, Alright, yeah. Um, it is borderline impossible for me to pick traditional Christmas songs that I love because I started writing a list of my favorite, like, Christmas songs, and this is what I wrote so far. Oh, come, Emmanuel, caroling, caroling, Mary, did you know it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? Christmas, baby, please come home. A holly jolly Christmas, let it snow, silver bell, sleigh ride, white Christmas, do you hear what I hear? Baby, it's cold outside, I'll be home for Christmas, what child is this? And that's like an eighth of the list that I started writing. So you like Christmas I'm, songs. I'm really into Christmas music. <laughs> uh, so I'm really going to focus on a few songs that I don't like. Okay. I'm going to fully agree with you on Little Drummer Boy. Okay. I don't agree with you for the reason I don't really care about the repetitiveness or, like, the childishness of Pahrumpa Pum Pum. I just kind of think it's a lame song. I don't really have good specific reasons. It's just kind of a lame song. Yeah. I'll take um, that. So, I personally really like 12 Days of Christmas. 
but what the world did not need was another cumulative song where you just keep repeating, you know, you go one step forward and then say step two and one, then three, two, one, then four, three, two, one. Yeah, So yeah. the other song that does that is Must Be Santa. Okay. If you remember Must Be Santa as a little kid. I don't um, know that one as well. Well, don't worry. You're going to, because I'm uh, in a little I'm going to sing the entire to thing, right? No, I'm going to make you listen to a little bit. Okay. Who's got a great big cherry nose? Santa's got a great big cherry nose. Who laughs this way? Ho, ho, ho. But we we didn't really need another one. Especially we did not need a a children's Christmas song based on a German drinking song called Schnitzelbank. That in itself tells me this song did not need to exist. Personally, I think you should just skip and go right for Schnitzelbank. That sounds awesome. Is das nicht ein piece of chalk? Ja, das ist ein piece of chalk. Is das nicht ein key and lock? Ja, das ist ein key and lock. Piece of chalk, key and lock. Oh, the schöner, oh, the schöner, oh, the schöner Schnitzelbank. Schnitzelbank is a great song that you've actually heard before, but probably don't know it. Oh, Schnitzelbank, oh, Schnitzelbank. That's not how it goes, but, um... I've totally sung it to you at Hofbrau House before. Don't worry. I'm sure you have. <laughs> so, another Christmas song that I think just, like, really needs to go away is Dominic the Donkey. Oh! Oh, you know what? Yes, 100% agreement. That one Dominic is... Dominic the Donkey needs to go get lost in the hills of Italy and never return. We put the drummer boy on Dominic the Donkey and just send them and both out into the wilderness. Away. Yeah. No. They need to just go away. It's bad. Um... So and, and then I have I have one more that I really need to know. It's definitely much less like classic. Okay. It's not a song that's been like recorded by bunches of people, but it's a song that certainly exists. And that is, do they know it's Christmas? Okay. Do you know this one? The the Band Aid was the '80s, and it has a bunch of different people involved in it. Yeah. Okay. That is. <clears throat> That is just such a perfect example of it is so much less than the sum of its parts. It has so many phenomenal artists involved, and it is... I, honestly, I can't even... I couldn't even sing it to you right now. It is so frustratingly bland considering the incredible lineup of talent involved in this song. Man, I vaguely know that song, but I... <coughs> exactly! But most importantly, most importantly... If I had to get rid of one Christmas song, it would be my favorite things. Because that is not a Christmas song. And that is where I am drawing the line of acceptable being a Christmas song, even though it wasn't. No. My favorite things is not a Christmas song. Jack Jones was recording a Christmas album, and they needed filler. So one of the producers basically said, pick a song that's popular right now. We'll put sleigh bells in it and sell it. And it worked, and people still record covers of it on Christmas albums. It needs to go away. There is almost nothing wintry. There's nothing about it that fits the sentimental mood of Christmas. It does nothing. It has its own context where it belongs, and it needs to go back into a musical that should never be watched again anyway. It needs to stop. I don't think I ever really took a look at the lyrics, but I'm looking at them right now. 
And you're right, there's not one Christmassy thing. There is, there is a line. There is a line that people use to defend it. I want to see if you can find it. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles? I mean, I guess if you want to use that. I was, I was going with sleigh bells, but... Yeah, uh, that's... Brown paper packages tied up with strings? That's the only line people really cite to defend why it's a Christmas song. But brown paper packages, you don't, you wouldn't use brown paper. I mean, I guess maybe back in the day, but like traditionally you think of like bright colorful paper for... It, it needs to go away. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. All right, Jeff's putting his foot down. No more, no more I have of my favorite putting, things for Christmas. I, I have the sound of music can go fuck years. itself. That's not quite what I said, but if nobody ever listened to the sound of music again, I think the world would be a better place. Okay. I hate this. I'm so cynical, and I'm talking about Christmas music. This is awful. Well, let's go and let's go. Okay, I, I know that your list is. I know that your list of things <laughs> of the, of songs you love is really long, but can you pick a few favorites? Give me a few favorites. Um, top ten or something. I mean, I'm not going to go back 10. to positivity. I, th- <clears throat> I think a few specific ones that are. Give me a few of your favorite things. <sighs> you know what? No, no, I'm not even giving you this anymore because you brought it back to that. I'm moving on. I'm not touching this anymore. <laughs> We're moving on, and I'm going to now defend. Some of the songs I just said I hated. Okay. Because I want to talk about not just the songs themselves, but specific recordings, specific renditions of songs, versions of songs we love or we hate. Okay. There are no recordings of my favorite things that I like, except, and this has nothing to do with Christmas, uh, John Coltrane, jazz saxophonist, took my favorite things and turned it into this absolutely epic improvisation uh, but that's kind of like its own story that has nothing to do with Christmas it was not marketed as Christmas it was just a backdrop for John Coltrane to be amazing gospel according to Train um, but a song that I just criticized that I do want to I would want to give credit where it's due is The Little Drummer Boy Okay. I don't like the song but there are two recordings of it that I do enjoy. And the one... Oh, you can tell I'm getting in the Christmas spirit here because I'm about to say I like something by somebody who I passionately can't stand. There is a recording with Bing Crosby, not him, I like Bing Crosby, and David Bowie. Oh, God. We've come back to this. Have you ever heard the the Bing Crosby, David Bowie Little no. boy, peace on earth. No, I haven't. It's amazing. It has. It's and there's like a little video. It's incredible. It's wonderful. It's adorable. Our finest gifts we bring. Can it be? Years from now. Perhaps we'll see. And it is one of the very few things David Bowie ever did in his life that I think is worth remembering. All right, uh, giving a little bit of Christmas cheer to David Bowie this year. Right? It's amazing. You know, Christmas miracles can happen. I don't care what anyone says. It wasn't that long ago that I said some really awful things about David Bowie, so it's all right. Um, Anyway, also The Little Drummer Boy. Another recording that I think is really, really awesome is actually Josh Groban. Who, for the record, I think his Christmas album is phenomenal. But 
what I think is really cool about it is it features Andy McKee, who is not a drummer. So it's a song about a drummer, and when you see Josh Groban featuring a name, my first thought, I think, would be like, oh, they have some drummer on this. No. Andy McKee is one of those acoustic guitar, like, solo... They were super popular on YouTube in the mid-2000s, the overhand, slappy, tappy stuff that, like... I was gonna say, I remember him. He was, like, one of the percussive guitarists, right? Yes. Like, the movie August Rush was based on, on this influx of this style of guitar playing that was really popular in the mid-2000s. He's one of them. In fact, he's one of the biggest ones. He had a video that went hugely viral of a track called Drifting. So, this little drummer boy recording features an incredibly rhythmic, percussive guitar player, and I think that's just such an awesome contrast, and it's just so unexpected. It's It's a little bit of a different way of doing it, yeah. It's a phenomenal recording. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'll, I, I'll have to look into those it's, ones. It's it's so good. Did you want to? Do you have anything else before I go on another rant? Do you want me to go on another another whatever? Go ahead. No, this is a song that I not a song I typically hate. This is a song I love. Okay. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Okay. There's something I adore about sad Christmas songs. Um, I do like that I think, song. I don't know if it's one of my that, top. I mean, I really only went for the top three there, but I think that is one yeah. of the ones that's probably higher on the list. It's yeah, um, and I I think I feel like we've talked about this not like on the podcast, but just like over the years we've known each other. Through the I think years. you and I, yes, I think you and I have talked about the the fact that the song had some lyric changes. Are you aware of this at all? That the lyrics at one point were actually sadder than they are commonly known now. That sounds familiar. I feel like that's probably something I like read an article on and then came to you with because you're and the Christmas boy yeah. and we discussed it and then I kind of forgot it over the years. Okay, so refresher here. Song was written by Hugh Martin and um, Ralph Blaine. Um, although supposedly Martin claimed that he wrote the entire thing by himself, I can't really find a great source on that, so I don't really know. It was used in the movie Meet Me in St. Louis in 1944, originally sung by Judy Garland. Okay. Uh, the problem is they brought the song and the music to the director and some of the actors and actresses involved in the movie, and basically everyone hated it. Uh, they basically said, like, this is, this is the most depressing thing ever. We cannot use this. You need to rewrite this song. So, Might have been fitting so, for Judy Garland. She seemed pretty unhappy. Uh, yeah, that's... You know what? I don't want to talk about Judy Garland's sad life, because I could for a long time, and I don't want to. That wouldn't be Christmassy at all. This song's sad enough. Um, so there's... I found supposedly, like, original lyrics, but I don't really... I can't find verification of any of them. There are some lines we absolutely know were originals. Like, the line that we all know now as... Let your heart be light. Maybe or next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Was originally. <laughs> I can't even read this without laughing. I'm sorry. Give me a second. The line was originally, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year, we may all be living in the past." Is this the uh, 2020 rendition? <laughs> like it literally. That's. I love that. It may be your last. So obviously that was changed in Judy Garland saying, let your heart be light, let your trouble, you know, next year all our troubles will be out of sight, whatever. Then the lyrics that a lot of other people know 
um, our thanks to Frank Sinatra when he first recorded it in the 50s. He basically said, like, I'm making a happy Christmas album. You need to change some of these. Give me a new line. And the line that bothered him was, until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow, was changed for Sinatra to hang a shining star upon the highest bow. Oh. So those are the two definitive lines. Like I said, there were, there are other lines that some people uh, claim they have the originals of. I've read various takes on what the original, the whole original song supposedly was. Those lines, we know for a fact, this was the original line, and this is what it's changed to. That's super um, cool. I didn't know that... I, I don't know that I ever knew that Sinatra actually changed that line. Because that's yeah, well, obviously the more famous changed. version. I kind of probably would have assumed that that one was one of the original ones. Yeah. Wow. And so because this is the thing that I pay attention to, whenever I hear new recordings of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, I pay attention to what lyrics they keep. Like, did they keep... You know, did they keep a shining star or did they keep we'll have to muddle through somehow do many versions use we'll have to muddle through somehow there's a handful yeah there's a handful of people who still use it i don't know if i've ever heard it <clears throat> it's interesting um i mean if you've ever heard the judy garland version you've heard it but I, I don't the, know the sinatra version and the rewritten lyrics are what most people are more familiar with it's definitely more popular I have never found anyone who still uses the line, it may be your last. Next year we may all be living in the past. I'm waiting to find somebody who uses it. This would have been the year to uh, to track that one. <laughs> oh no. Um, so, I love both recordings of those songs, and I will get into later on, because there's other people who have recorded other versions of the songs. My favorite recording of the song you know, is between those two. Whether I want the super depressing Judy Garland one or like the kind of hopeful Sinatra version. I, I adore them both. Um, and then just like, I have like just a quick list of other like, these are my favorite renditions of songs, if anyone is interested if you want to find some clips and throw them out there. Um, just a couple of them real quick. Another Josh Groban one, again his album is phenomenal. His recording of I'll Be Home for Christmas is great especially if you feel like crying because it has like little short interview clips of people who were overseas in the military at the time when it was recorded. I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dream. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Carl Phillips Stagg. I'd like to wish my family and friends back in Richmond, Virginia, a very Merry hey, Christmas. Young, and I want to send out a Merry Christmas. I'd like to wish my family a Merry uh, It's great. It's adorable. Um, Colin Ray, who I know most people know is like a country singer, even if you're not in the country, the, the man has an absolutely phenomenal voice. I did not believe it until I heard his recording of Oh Holy Night. And it is by far my favorite recording of Oh Holy Night. I had no idea this man has the voice that he does. Um, Dean Martin's recording of Silver Bells. Uh, it's the only recording of Silver Bells anyone needs. I don't know why anyone else would ever record Silver Bells. You, you're not going to ever... You're never going to, at least to me, appeal... Like, you're never going to make that song better to me. Um, another Dean Martin one was, is actually Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, Marshmallow World. It's a song that's been covered by a lot of people, but the one off of the Dean Martin uh, show Christmas special in 1967, there's videos of the two of them together. 
Uh, they even, like, kind of, like, make some mistakes and kind of, like, start over-singing each other and sometimes... It's just funny, and they kind of rip on each other. It's kind of off-the-cuff type of thing. I mean, it's, they're, they're just being performers, and, you know, they're seasoned veterans by 1967, so they don't, they don't care anymore. Yeah. If someone messes up a line, they're just gonna laugh at each other. Um, the Christmas Waltz is not a hugely covered song, but it's around. The cover by She and Him, I think, is, is the best one out there. also the only recording of it that actually feels like a waltz for some reason everyone does the christmas waltz with these like really grand accompaniment musically and it just it loses the fact that it's supposed to feel like a waltz i don't know how people mess this up um i will have to say she and him's have a little have a merry uh well have yourself a merry little christmas the she and him cover is also very good of that but they use the sinatra the sinatra lyrics um Carol of the Bells, which you mentioned as a song you really love. I think that's a great this, song, yeah. This is going to sound crazy. I'm My ready. favorite recording of it is by the band Thrice. Oh, wow. I didn't even yeah. know they did one. So, I, I mean, I can't <laughs> um, talk. But I also, like, I've, I heard the album 1X and that's about it. That was them, right? 1X? I don't, I don't have a clue. Sure. I, I knew, like... Five of their songs, and I own one album. I own the album, The Artist and the Ambulance. Hey, that's what I'm going to say, and that's a problem for future me to deal with. Uh, no, Pass Me is an Idiot, 1X is a Three Days Grace album, and the album I was thinking of by Thrice is Visu. I know very little about them otherwise. I know that for the most part I'm not a big fan of them. Um, that's what I know. And their cover of Carol the Bells was never released on an album as far as I, I can tell. I believe it was literally released, like, on their MySpace page. Okay. And on, like, a fan website you could download the MP3. You can now find it, like, on YouTube and stuff, but its official release was basically non-existent. Yeah, I mean, once it's out there, it's out there, but yeah, I know there are some bands that, like, released stuff via MySpace and stuff back in the day. Yeah. Just this year, uh, Devin Townsend put out Silent Night just on YouTube. I thought that was a really good version. I was half waiting for you to say he put something up on a MySpace page. <laughs> no. <laughs> 2020, Devin Townsend MySpace. Bringing go, back go MySpace. Become, go, be, go become his friend. <laughs> Me, and, me, Tom, and Devin. That's all we need, man. Um, <laughs> Fucking so... Tom, holy shit. <laughs> what a reference. How do you forget Tom? I No, you never forget Tom. Just, I... Everybody's only friend. He's, yeah. Um, so, so, two more of just, like, recording specific chords that I think I need to mention. One is another song that I actually don't like, but I didn't really want to get into it, is Happy Christmas War is Over um, by John Lennon. It's a happy day. It, we're talking about Christmas. I don't want to talk about how much I hate John Lennon, so I'm not going to. But the recording of the song by Shinedown is, Christmas song aside, I, I think Brent Smith's vocal performance is one of like the best modern rock vocals on this I've ever heard. It's incredible. 
he, I mean, first off, I, I really do think he's one of the best, like, modern rock singers out there. Uh, and just, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Surprisingly. Yeah, if we're going towards, uh, more modern songs that are garbage, uh, I can definitely put Happy Christmas Wars over on the list. So then, one more. And this is a song that I already mentioned that, as a general rule, I don't like the song. But Must Be Santa has a recording by Bob Dylan. Oh. Which, which... I only which sounds like, like which sounds like you know gasoline and fire, but okay. Which defend this decision? Go ahead. I only like it because it has this really awkward section in the middle where he starts randomly listing the names of politicians. Oh my god! I think I've heard this. <laughs> it literally goes: Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Johnson, Nixon, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Cardin, Reagan, Bush, and Clinton. Like, I've it heard makes this. No sense, and it's my favorite thing ever. It's incredible. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> can I add? Can I add a latecomer to my list of songs I hate? <laughs> Are you want? Do you want to add "Must Be Santa"? Okay, add that one. I also kind of want to add, uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. I'm going to have to argue that one only because it's not a great song, but without it, we wouldn't have the parody version, I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus, which is truly a Christmas classic. You know what? I'll take that in the, answer. I'll in the it. world of novelty songs, at least. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I'm going to lead you in because I, I'm sure this is on your list here. Okay, listen, Devin, Devin Townsend, we love you here. Uh, your your YouTube exclusive recording of Silent Night was great, but it will never match the loudest recording of Silent Night, featuring Chuck Billy, Scotty Ian, and I honestly I don't remember who else. You it know doesn't matter. About. It's so fucking it's, good. <laughs> it's the funniest. It is. It is almost, if not, it is. I don't know. I can't decide if it's funnier or not than Bob Dylan's political insanity in the middle. Uh, there is nothing quite like a song called Silent Night screamed by a heavy metal vocalist. Silent Night, Holy Night, Shepherds Queen, Epicide, Glory Screams, For Pivots Afar, Heavenly Hosts, Sing Hallelujah, Christ the Savior. We wish you a metal Christmas in general. I think it's just such a fun album. Obviously, the version of Silent Night on it is incredible. Yes. There's yeah. there's a bunch of really good performances on it. Like, I don't so, really like We Wish You a Merry Christmas, but, like, I'm not going to argue with Jeff Scott Soto. Um, so, for the record, the We Wish You a Metal Christmas uh, and a Headbanging New Year, I think is its full title. Yes. Yeah. Is a Christmas compilation album from... Like 2010? Yeah, it was released twice. Like they add, they they added some bonus tracks. Oh, was it? Okay. It. Yeah. And it's it's there's not a single full band. It's just mixtures of hard rock and metal musicians forming little one-off supergroups and recording songs. Like I know one of them is a uh, Run Run Rudolph, and it's Lemmy from Motorhead, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, and Dave Grohl. It's so good. It's it's fantastic. It's so good. I know, um, I Alice love, Cooper. I love, I was gonna say, I love Cooper. Alice Cooper. 
Alice Cooper sings Santa Claus is coming to town and it's C L A W S Claus is coming to town. He has he has I fun with it fun about one. like he had some stuff about uh breaking all the toys and stuff. It's funny. Yeah. Um it has what might be my favorite performance of a song that I otherwise don't really care about but God rest ye merry gentlemen with Dio and Tony Iommi. I mean, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And you get to experience just how far Jeff Tate has fallen on Silver Bells. Can you please... Editor's note here. Can you please put an example of how Jeff Tate went from this phenomenal, like, 80s hard rock vocalist... To, um, okay, so, like, I I had a cat, uh, when I was in third grade, we got this cat named Patches, um, and Patches had that kind of meow that, like, if a cat smoked cigarettes for 15 years, like, that's what this cat's meow was, and that is not far off of how Jeff Tate sounds in this recording of Silver Bells. It is so strained and awful and it's kind of funny, but honestly it's more irritating than anything. Yes. Um, it's... It sure is a mess, and and the consensus seems to be that he can't, like, stop smoking cigarettes for too long. Like, he keeps quitting, and then his voice gets a little better, and he starts up again. And then he starts up again, yeah. uh, I don't want to go on a rant about singers who don't take care of their voices, but singers, please take care of your voices. Like, it's it's what you got. Like, it is your instrument, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of, you know, hashtag end rant here. Um, Chris, other than the ones I've already mentioned for you. What are some of your favorite or like least favorite renditions of Christmas songs? Um well, I'm going to I'm going to go out there and say one of my favorite like just across the board. I I don't think that there's anything that I can't put on by Sinatra. Uh I know that's like you know, not exactly a groundbreaking opinion, but I also think he just what? has People the perfect like Frank Sinatra? Yeah, but what? I just think he has the perfect timber for Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to make like a tree joke or anything, but he, he's is because the words it, actually pronounce timbre, but that's fine. You're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Does anyone say it that way? Timbre? Yeah. Go, go to a music school. I understand that, but like, so so yes, like like, but but I like mean, I any, made like a layman mistake. Like I'm yeah, not. No, I, I no I I'm I'm being. I'm being a you're jerk being, who has yeah, a you're degree being a music, music major right now. <laughs> I'm being a jerk who has a music degree. A dirk? Did I say a dirk? I think I'm you being did. A jerk. I'm being a jerk who has a music degree is what I'm doing. It's um, yeah. But um, 
But no, I totally get it. You're totally fine. I, I think I think that he has like it's it's not like too deep, but it's just like it's got that nice warm full sound. He's just so he, good. He has he has a voice of a man who is just be who's just like Come and give me a hug. I'm going to give you a glass of scotch if you're old enough. And by old enough, I mean 14. Like 12, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he has the voice of that cool uncle who you totally know is in the mob, but you don't actually yeah. really say it. Yeah, like he when he goes to you, anyone giving you any problems in school, Billy? You don't say yes because you know he will kill them. <laughs> I'm not saying that Frank Sinatra was in the mob. I'm I'm not saying it. He just had some friends. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the FBI did have files on him. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, Going more I mean, in the rock direction, I think that the Twisted Sister Christmas album is a lot more fun than it has any right to be. sister in general are just a lot more fun than they have any right to be and also i sometimes forget the fact that d snyder is actually a great singer he really is he's he's really he just nails that style obviously and we're going to be talking about one of them a little bit later but rob halford has two christmas albums um i would say both of them are really fucking solid if what you're into is if you are, like, a diehard metalhead and you want to find Christmas music that is, you know, acceptable for you to listen to, yeah. Rob Halford, you know, of Judas Priest, has two heavy metal Christmas albums, and they are... I mean, you know what? If you don't like them, like, that sets your problem. As a general rule, to sum up most of my thoughts here, aside from things that we've otherwise discussed or are going to discuss still... There are, like, a lot, there's a lot of Christmas albums, and a lot of people cover the same handful of Christmas songs. There's, like, 35 songs that everybody has sung. Yeah. And most recordings of most songs are fine. That's that's kind of where I'm going. I mean, I grew up, my mom always had the, uh, the Carpenter's Christmas and uh, Nat King Cole Christmas. And uh, I always thought both were fine, but... I don't know. I don't know if I'm going back to them this year. You know, um, I don't think I've heard oh. them since I was like 13 or 14. Oh, oh God, no! I totally overlooked something. Actually, oh. speaking of Nat King Cole, first off, first off, how dare you? How dare I? How dare you? Do I need to revisit refer, Nat King Cole? Refer to Nat King Cole as just fine. Oh, do I need to? Do I need to revisit? I, okay. I, full full disclosure, I haven't heard it since I was 14. Is it time for me to grow appreciation for Nat King Cole? Not even just his Christmas songs. It is time for the world to appreciate the genius that was Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole was a merry old soul. Nat King Cole is phenomenal. But, so, real quick here, favorite recordings of a song. And I okay. just totally overlooked this in my notes, so if you want to edit this and fix it, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Make I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm cool with this being off the cuff. I just make I don't want to hit it. Difficult for Chris. No, it's yeah. fine. Um, so the Christmas song, or as people call it, chestnuts or as an open fire. Um, 
the recording many people know is by Nat King Cole, who recorded it four separate times. Wow. So the recording most people know is actually from 1961, which I think was the last time he recorded it. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos and it has like a string quartet and a harpist. It's it's a much bigger, much more lush recording. And he was a little older than he was the previous times he recorded it. Is that how I, age works? I love you. You know what? I said that poorly. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the recording that I think is my absolute favorite recording of that song is actually just by the Nat King Cole trio. So it's just uh, guitarist Oscar Moore and bassist Johnny Miller and Nat King Cole playing piano and singing. Um, I forget what year it was recorded, but it was not officially released until 1989, and it was released by mistake. It was, like, accidentally put on a compilation. So he's... It's from the 40s. I want to say it's from 1945. He is much younger so his voice isn't quite as husky and there's not the string accompaniment there's not the harp it's super stripped down but otherwise it's the same song like it's the same general arrangement I just think it's a much better recording chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose I will send you links to both of those because they are both very important. Okay, cool. Because, uh, you know, sifting through four different recordings of Matt King Cole. Yeah, I'm not going to make you sift through four. I'm going to make you sift through, through two. That's fine. Because okay, frankly, I guess some of them are basically copies of each other. I guess this is the, uh, I guess this is the year that I, I, I get beaten into submission until I appreciate Matt King Cole. I, you, I mean, I just, okay, so like I realize he's not your kind of music but he's, like no it's not even that it's um like i grew up with it and like at yeah. 14 like you know i kind of hit that age where like i'm not baking cookies and listening to nat king cole with mom anymore yeah this is too cool. lame i'm gonna go play zelda on christmas yeah, just, eve or whatever the fuck and i just, just i don't think i ever cool. went back to it uh so maybe this is the year yeah. i i still kind of have the mental image that the carpenters are lame do you want to like change that opinion the, the Carpenters Christmas album is totally fine. I The Carpenters always came off as slightly incestuous sounding to me, and that's kind Ooh. of all I'm going to say right now. Like, remember that Folgers commercial <laughs> where the guy comes home, where the guy comes home from, like, the Army or the Peace Corps or something, and he, like, opens the door and he doesn't really recognize his sister jokingly, and she's like, Sister, huh? And then, like, <laughs> oh, she yeah, I remember present, this. and she pulls the bow off the present and puts it on his chest, and she goes, <laughs> you're my present this year. And then they, like, creepily glare at each other, and then they're obviously annoyed that mom and dad woke up and came downstairs because <laughs> it's gross and it's creepy, and I think the Carpenters would have been a perfect soundtrack to that commercial. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Jeff's. Anyway, <laughs> Jeff's telling the carpenters to take the mamas and the papas and get the fuck out of town. <laughs> anyway, someday soon we all will be together. If the fates allow, until then.